This is Jerry Mason, the Kicking Lawyer, and I'm inviting everyone to join us every Tuesday at 5 p.m. on the Kicking Lawyer fan page on Facebook for Law Talk Live, where we discuss business, politics, current events, and the law. If you miss the live version, you can watch the playback on YouTube or listen on your favorite podcast platform. All right, it's Jerry Mays, the Kicking Lawyer. We're live for another Law Talk. I appreciate you guys joining us today. I'm excited because I have uh, one of our sponsors for the, the Covington Comic Con we're going to be interviewing. Anyway, uh, don't forget to like, subscribe, follow the podcast. We're available on all social media platforms as well as podcast platforms. We're also on TikTok. You can subscribe, like, all that kind of stuff. We're going to get Josh dancing one of these days on TikTok. It'll be great. Doubtful. And then uh, don't forget that the Covington Comic Con in two weeks returns to Covington, Tennessee at the Civic Center. Uh, tickets are available at Theo and Rose Ice Cream as well as my law firm. Uh, you can buy tickets, and it's two days this time, so we're expecting a lot of uh, excitement um, at the Covington Comic Con. We have full, fully booked vendors so hopefully you guys will come join us. It'll be a great event. It's great for children. They don't have to dress up, but you can. It's a good excuse for adults or kids to dress up. It's the greatest event in human history. Yeah, it's going to be uh, a lot of great guests that are returning, and we have some new guests coming, lots of new stuff. you got that new flyer um, in front of you right there, Jerry. Yeah, and Ready don't forget go. that on Friday night, the night before, which I guess is the 19th, the Ruffin Theater is going to have Ghostbusters, and the DeSoto County Ghostbusters will be there with an Ecto-1. That's all free, 100% free. Additionally, on the 20th, I, the Kicking Lawyer and sponsor in Superman, the, the real, authentic, original 1978 Superman, and that's also for free and available at the Ruffin Theater. And then one that I haven't mentioned yet, and I guess I can tell you, Josh, is going ahead and scrolling through my lower thirds, but the seller is going to do a, um, a Thor's Hammer beef shank you can buy that week to promote the Covington Comic Con. It's a three and a half pound beef shank hammer thing to try to eat. Uh, and then the staff that Sunday are all going to dress up. So that's at the cellar located, cellar restaurant located here in Covington. Trivia tonight, by the way, 630. And then you, the lower third that he ran a minute ago was Michelle Allen, and now I'm behind. Now I want you're you to, on Mason's High Team Martial you to go Arts. To, to Mason's High Team Martial Arts, but Michelle Allen is also a longtime uh, friend of the podcast, and uh, she is uh, your go-to for cry like realty if you need a uh, buy, sell, rent, real estate, and of course if you're looking to accelerate your brand, you just holler at Josh at Masonite Digital Marketing. We're going to be running a promotion during the Comic-Con, too, where if you own a brand, business, or you are an influencer, you can get a certain percentage off of our services during the Comic-Con. So with that said, I'm joined today by Mr. Kenneth Dunn. How you doing, Kenneth? Doing great. How are you? And Robin. And I didn't get your last name, Robin. Hi, Denton. I don't know if that matters. Robin uh, Denton? Yeah. Cool. Because we'll get your social media stuff and all that later. Yes, we will. And so, first of all, Kenneth, I, I'm, I'm glad to say, is sponsored the Covington Comic Con. And although we do have a lot of the print material out, if you would like to become a sponsor, it's not too late. Just go to CovingtonComicCon.com, shoot us an email. We'd be glad to have you. Uh, but we do really appreciate Kenneth uh, sponsoring the event. Now, Kenneth is an artist, but also a cosplayer. And I know Robin's a cosplayer. We'll get to know her more in a second, because uh, I've seen her cosplay uh, Punisher and a few other things. Uh, and we'll get into talking about that. Because I'm proud to say, Kenneth, yeah. that I'm a cosplayer now, too. I see. I see. The, the budget <laughs> yeah. Batman. Yeah, budget, budget Batman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited about it. So how are y'all doing? Man, we're doing good. We're here. It's been we're glorious. Here. Achieving good. in life. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, today's a, a special day a little bit. It's my birthday. So oh, well, happy, happy birthday, birthday, man. Thank you. <laughs> sweet, sweet. We'll have to give you, uh, we'll have to come up with something. So I got my second edition uh, Kickin' Lawyer uh, comic books in. That's that big stack of boxes over there. Uh -oh. I got them in in time for the Comic-Con. Yeah. So maybe we'll get you one of those. We'll get you something. I got to get you something for your birthday. Will you autograph it? I, right. I will. I'll put, uh, you want me to put Budget Batman or Kicking Lawyer on? You know, on both. It? You know, one and the same. <laughs> That's right. But you never see them at the same time. So, yeah. so, so look, I was in uh, Metropolis, yes. Illinois. And so, look, around here, you know, people know me around here. I'm locally. I'm I, everybody knows me. I'm, I'm on a bunch of stuff, and so I'm used to people like, "Hey, either kicking a lawyer or Jerry or whatever." It's fine. But when I go abroad, it's you know, it's rare. It's right, not somebody right. knows me. So I'm at Metropolis, Illinois, at the Superman celebration, which was a huge deal to me to even get to go. 
and I hear somebody go, I think you said kicking lawyer. I was like, oh, it's a kicking lawyer. It's kicking. I was like, somebody knows a kicking lawyer here. And, and it was Kenneth. He was there. He was there as Deadpool. Uh, anyway, I was honored that, that somebody recognized me at uh, Metropolis. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was fun. It was fun. Like, I spotted you, and then I was like, I was trying out a new cosplay then, too. Uh-huh. And, That's right. Uh, it wasn't Deadpool. It was the uh, from the, the, the Damned series, the Batman Damned series. Yes. Uh, yeah. Well, um, The Dark Knight Rises? No, yeah, yeah. That's the movie. But it's off the franchise of The Dark mm-hmm. Knight. And uh, it was Batman Who Laughs. That's what it is. So the, the, it was one of the things I wanted to try out. That was the first time putting it in together. And then seeing the crowd response was kind of funny because as close-knit Metropolis is, they were like, oh, my God. Why is he wearing his Halloween costume? <laughs> it was funny seeing that happen. I'm like, Halloween? We're at a con. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so, so tell tell everybody because some people won't know. Tell everybody about yourself because you got Lotus. What's it called? Lotus oh, Heroes of Lotus Night. Heroes of Lotus Night. So tell us about what that is and what you do and all that. So basically, uh, Heroes of Lotus Night is. Uh, and look, do this. This mic, the side of the mic is where the mic is, and okay. you want to be about a fist length from it. Ooh. And we've got these fancy mic stands sponsored by Michelle Allen, so you can move them around if you need to. Can you hear me now? Is that better, Josh? Yeah, it's a little okay, better. Good, yeah. good. Yeah, just stay close up on it. You'll be All right. good. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so basically, Heroes of Lotus Night is uh, basically I've been using it as a network outlet uh, for models to come in, uh, model, do their thing, and learn how to cosplay and act. Uh, also, send the network for artists to come in and showcase their work too. So with that, I use it as an entertainment network. So an outlook of it as putting together different shows and things for folks to come in, especially if they're new, or even if they're seasoned in cosplay, putting them all together to be able to make a dream come true. So let's say if you want to do stage presence and do a show where it's you never done before, then you get to do that because people are a little bit nervous, or some people are nervous as going as themselves on stage, but you putting them in an outfit you got a whole nother character. Yeah. A whole new personality. A whole new personality. So, Robin, is that how you got to know Kenneth was through the cosplay, or did you already know each other? Or? I started going to the acting studio he was at currently, where he was distributing and working, and that's where he was currently. Yeah. And you cosplay, too. I do. I had a fascination, didn't uh, have an outlet, and he brought me in and said, hey, let me help you. Cool. And it was beautiful. He introduced me a lot, helped me... Be more confident. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mentioned this uh, last week. Who was I talking to, Josh, about me cosplaying? Sarah. Sarah. Sarah? I was talking yeah. to Sarah. Yeah. Fridas, who just did her new book, right? Mm-hmm. So Sarah does a lot of cosplay. She does Tomb Raider and uh, Jasmine, The Mummy and, and Jasmine and uh, all that Faye stuff. Faye Valentine. Right? She, does, she does it a lot. She usually has a booth and has people line up you know, to talk to her. She's one of those cosplayers. But what I told her was um, I is confident – overconfident a man as I am had never cosplayed and so the whole kicking the whole uh, the kicking lawyer is kind of me right it's not really cosplay but the budget Batman thing was my first real opportunity to cosplay and we went to San Diego Comic Con a couple I of weeks ago and uh, it was tons of fun and I cosplayed as budget Batman right, right. <laughs> and so it's very liberating I think when you when you're in this different persona you know, because you're you get to be and do things that you wouldn't normally do exactly. in that character, and uh, it was tons of fun, man. Like I've enjoyed the whole budget Batman thing. Like really enjoyed it. But what I'm getting at is, so I'm a really confident guy, but I have a lot of respect for people like you guys that have already been doing the cosplay because I think that does take a certain level of confidence in order to do it. And I think it's great for people to do because you get to step outside your comfort zone. Yeah. And, you know, have fun doing something a little different. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. So it's like, well, you know, you also get different job opportunities, too, mm-hmm. such as, like, we do the Delta Fair. Uh-huh. So we kind of treat it like, I guess you can call it Six Flags in a way, mm-hmm. or um, how California has it, which I'm trying to bring down into Bill Street, so that's in the play as well. Um, Heroes on the Strip. Mm-hmm. And basically going down there, taking pictures with fans, and folks, they, they love it, so... It becomes a iconic deal, so you get to see kids and adults and people of all ages, no matter where you're at, and they're like, oh, my God, we want to take a picture with you. Yeah. Hey, how's it going? I got a business. I was like, I got a job. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's funny you say that because I've had on the budget Batman, 
We've had businesses reach out. That's why I did, I don't know if you've seen it, Tara's Place yet, but I have a six-foot budget Batman stand-up I made because I can't be at all these businesses. So I was like, I'll just transport the budget Batman stand-up around and people can take selfies with it, you know? Right, it's right. me doing the karate pose. Or I say it's it's budget Batman, not me, right? Um, so, yeah, there are business opportunities there with that. Yes, yeah. yes. So on the cosplay, so get y'all are actors, actresses, mm-hmm. actors, and you're into that kind of thing. But like, what's your favorite cosplay? Who's your favorite person to cosplay? Oh, oh, that's think it's that's a hard I question. I have so many more to do before I can make that decision. Like, <laughs> well, you oh, did so far. So the far. favorite yeah, has been yeah. my most recent, which was Zantana. Uh huh. We did that in uh, what was that? Paragold, Arkansas. Oh yeah, we just did a con yeah. this past weekend. Cool. Where was that? Where was it's in Paragold? What was that one? Um, n- nerds are simple. Nerds are simple. Nerds, nerds unite. Simple. Nerds unite. Nerd United. It was in Paragold, Arkansas? Yes. It's the first one. Oh, cool. I hadn't heard about it. Did it, did it have a lot of people come out? Yeah. Um, it was called for two days. Mm-hmm. And they have people come in mostly on Saturday, but more kids on Saturday or Sunday. Mm-hmm. My fault. Yeah. So that was one of the things that ended up happening. And then, ooh. But like I said, it was their first one, and they're already planning on doing a second one. So it, Sweet. I guess it was a good turnout, too, for them. Turnout. Well, we'll get your favorite cosplay. You said Santana, which I can see now. Zantana, excuse me. I can see the resemblance because I'm so I'm a big DC guy. So I know Zantana, right? How many people recognize that character though? A shock on me, large amount. Really? Yes. Sweet, sweet. <laughs> I would say a lot of folks our age recognized yeah. Zantana just because of the classic. Yeah, yeah. We got the fishnets and the like yeah. the tuxedo top and the top hat and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For those that don't know, Zantana's like a I don't know. What do we say? Sorceress. It's like a, a magician. Magician. Yeah. She is. Yeah. So what about you, Kenneth? Who's your favorite cosplay? I bet I know, but I'm gonna let you say it. Oh, oh, oh. Um. Actually, the one I mostly compete as, I guess that would be my most favorite, would be Spawn. I haven't seen you do Spawn. Spawn. Really? Yeah. You won't even recognize me. I have not seen you do Spawn. <laughs> I've, mostly, Spawn. I've seen you do uh, uh, Deadpool. Yes. So Deadpool is yeah. fairly new to me. Really? Yeah, it just came. I think you do great at it. You know, we did the little one over here the kids had, Mm -hmm. and you were doing the quips and everything. I thought you did a good job. That that costume is like movie quality, man. Like it's legit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Spawn uh, Deadpool came second nature. Uh, It was actually requested from someone, and then uh, gave it a try, and was like, you know, let me see what it is, because you know a lot of people know who he is versus Mm -hmm. Spawn. Mm -hmm. And uh, I tried out the Deadpool and. You're it's naturally been ridiculous. Um, natural. So it's he got to be himself yeah. in <laughs> that's, costume. That's, that's why budget Batman works for me. It's because I get to be ridiculous, too. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then uh, we were talking before, but when I first met you, you were Punisher. I was. Which is cool. That was my first cosplay with him. First cosplay. Was that at the, the Theo and Rose Hero Day? Yes. Thing? Yeah, yeah yes, I remember that. Because I came to that one as the kicking lawyer. Because that's what I have the comic book of is the kicking lawyer. Which is not really a cosplay, I don't think. It's oh, really yeah. Great. That yeah. counts? Like, Come on. Does it? Yeah. I don't know if it counts. Well, if not with that attitude. <laughs> <laughs> the budget Batman. I like the budget Batman more because I can be so uh, over the top. You get to be a... Uh, it's more fun to be fun right. or yeah, amusing. You yeah. know, goofy. It, it definitely brings out a different side, too. Aspe- uh, also adding to the confidence. So it's uh-huh. like, you know, I used to have stage fright. Doing Deadpool for so long, oh, stage fright? Where? It's... Nowhere, no. Well, I don't ever, and you know, I mean, people would say I'm overconfident because I don't rarely get stage fright on anything. But I will say that it's still, it, especially the budget Batman as an example, because I'm in a, um, I'm in spandex, you know, like it's tight. And then the, the when I played, I played Rocky in the Rocky Horror Show at the Ruffin, and okay. it's coming up in October. I told him I would do it again, and I have to like cut weight for it because I'm basically naked. I'm in like gold speedos uh, <laughs> on stage. But you got to have a different level of confidence to wear those spandex suits. Oh, yeah, you know, Like your Punisher mm-hmm. one or Deadpool. Yeah. So, But you, I don't know if you saw, did you see the clip we did from San Diego with the budget Batman? Yes, I did, I did. So it was so funny. We'll have to show you the whole thing. So they had these uh, protesters there. Okay. They were these, these religious zealot protesters. And they're like uh, just talking smack to all these people. And like even little kids that are dressed up, you know, for this Comic-Con. There's like four of them. And they had the you're going to go to hell signs and all this stuff. Like, oh, wow. So we decided that, it, and it was so hot too, I was sweating so bad. But they decide, we decided, you know what, Budget Batman needs to intervene. 
So that clip is me running in front of them. And instead of addressing them, I'm just ignoring them. And I'm like doing the budget Batman thing and doing the splits. And then everybody was like, Batman, like cheering Batman. But uh, that was a lot of fun. And I don't know that Kick and Lawyer could have done that, but budget Batman could do it. Right. So, I feel you on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you built the budget Batman with high energy personality and goofiness. <laughs> the budget Batman developed, uh, I don't know if I've told anybody this, it wasn't for the Comic-Con. I'm a seventh degree black belt in GTMA, Global Traditional Martial Arts. Okay. Right? And so I was going to their big national event a few months back, a month or so ago. And some of the leaders, the guy that's the CEO, he's going to be at the Comic-Con. His name's Jeffrey Nodelman. He's a comic book artist. He's been an animator for Disney. He's real wow. acclaimed, right? Like cool. very high up. He's pretty cool. He's coming as a guest to the Comic-Con. Well, um, and he's been on the podcast. Anyway, he's a huge Batman fan. Loves Batman. And I'm a Superman guy. Like, yeah, not really a Batman guy. In any event, the, the people that run that GTMA Global event called me, and they said we were trying to find somebody. He had, uh, Nodelman had made a uh, uh, his pass to get in that said he was Bruce Wayne. And they were like, we thought it would be cool when he's addressing everybody if Batman showed up. And he's supposed to be Bruce Wayne, and there's a Batman. Well, I think they initially thought that I would do, like, a serious Batman costume. But I go online and look, and, like, uh, I was like, man, this Adam West one is funny. You know, if I get an Adam <laughs> West Batman. And so it, then I put it on, and I, I looked like a cheap version of Batman to me. And I was like, look, I'm budget Batman. <laughs> so it started that way. So I showed up there. That was the first time. And then I was like, man, why don't we use this to promote the Covington Comic Con? The budget. So that's how that developed was budget Batman from, from getting that uh, – that that suit the suit wasn't cheap by the way i think i paid like 150 dollars for that batman suit yeah those things aren't cheap do y'all make your own are you buying them or how do you do your cosplay it's a mix it's a mix it's a mix mm -hmm. you get so resourceful like, sometimes you have to pay for things but it's much nicer to make it yourself if you yeah can. yeah it's like i think you once making the costumes it brings more character to the character that's true so that personality way. and it's yours right well spawn you probably had to make I don't know if I've seen anybody in a Spawn costume. Oh, yeah. I usually save them for competition. Okay. And, and then I, I lose the competition. But I'm like, yeah, I'm Spawn, though. Yeah. <laughs> You're doing it for fun. Work. Well, I should enter this year. You know, last year, Trouble the Clown won. Isn't that right, Josh? Yeah, I think I think it was Trouble. He, he came won, in either first or second. I he can't won, remember. Uh, there's a couple categories, yeah. but he won in one of them. Mm. And uh, But his is real original. You know, and he stayed in character the whole time as, yeah. as Trouble the Clown. Like, uh, half of the Batman Who Laugh is original. So it's like, uh, or all handmade. The only thing that isn't is kind of the, the mask itself, uh, but it's just specially made. So I got to get it ordered and things. So. Yeah. Well, you do art too. Yes. You're really talented at it. A lot of it's hanging up at Theo and Rose. Yes. Yes. Theo and Rose. I haven't seen a Superman one though. Oh, you know, there's a lot of kryptonite surrounding it. Uh -huh. There's a lot of kryptonite <laughs> there. <laughs> no, really, it is. We have a, I have a shop too in Memphis in Midtown called Indie Artist Market, uh -huh. and the lady who makes the kryptonite jewelry <laughs> uses my painting to help <laughs> promote the kryptonite. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, I wonder it's, why there wasn't a Superman. You know, because I don't know if you've seen my it's office. It's through there. You can uh, see hanging up. Yes. I've literally got an entire wall that's just Superman. Okay, I see it. I like, see it. And I look for I'll custom custom art for Superman. What like, about your face on the Superman? I have one. You do? I have one I got in the Metropolis. Oh, I you're right. You're right. I commissioned a guy there to do one that had, well, it wasn't me as Superman. It was a kicking lawyer and Superman team up with whiskey the law hog oh, yeah but my point is that. if there was some kenneth dunn superman stuff oh yes the kicking lawyer might be interested in it all right got you uh-huh oh. yeah oh. so i Can know he's <laughs> i know he's art big cosplay guy so robin tell me what do you what are you into you you acting do you art what else do you do oh man oh man jeez i didn't come here to talk <laughs> well you're, you're on great. you're I on came here like yeah it's what you can't hear me yeah 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 we can support both <laughs> of I'm you i'm just here as like crickets oh me what <laughs> i do uh cosplay i paint and draw i'm a goofball I go on adventures read do video games i work a nine to five what what adventures do you go on different cities towns that's visits. cool uh so far as to get a restaurant I want, even if it's three hours away. Have you been to the cellar? No. You should come. I know so, the owner. You know who the owner is? Is it you? Yes. <laughs> 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 I'm, one, I'm, one, I'm one of the I owners. Know the owner. 
Oh, me too. I just yeah. found out. We got really good steaks. They got trivia tonight, by the way. If you're available, go at 6.30. There's trivia. And there's live music every Friday. Okay. It is. And I'm, I'm not joking, though. We legit have very good steaks. Like the, the steaks. The cellar. I'm up the the cellar. It's, it's like you can walk from here. It's just right over the hill. Okay. Yeah. But uh, I think it's very good. I like how this podcast has evolved into nothing but a giant advertisement for our various businesses. <laughs> Covington Comic Con, the cellar. Not, I'm not joking. It's in the artist market. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, worst case, y'all could try it that weekend. They are going to have a bunch of specials that weekend. Right. Is that the one that's also doing the Thor hammer, too? Mm-hmm. It's doing the Thor's yeah. hammer. Is, they got that down? Uh, we do not have it now. It's only going to be the weekend of the Comic Con. Okay. Yeah. But they will be, all the staff's going to, I'm making them. They're all going to be in cosplay. I think we're going to do the cosplay Sunday. Because we figured Friday night everybody could go to the Ghostbuster show. Saturday day is the Comic-Con. Saturday night, Superman at the Ruffin. Sunday day is the Comic-Con. Sunday evening, you can go eat at the cellar. And you can try out the worst hammer if all you right. want. What theme are they going to be co- uh, cosplaying as? We don't, I, I'm not, I didn't make any specific orders on that. It was just cosplay. So. Uh-huh. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. But I, 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 have, <laughs> I have a lot of respect for the folks that, that do the cosplay. You mentioned video games. What video games... Or like go to. Uh, I wanted to go back to playing Bloodborne after <laughs> watching I some. Play, of it. I haven't played that. You play Apex Legends, or y'all make fun of people that play that. I don't judge, but I don't play it either. <laughs> I first have a little more body to it when I take my time to do it. Bloodborne. So Bloodborne's a far better game. I don't know anything about Apex. Bloodborne. <laughs> so here's what I do when I wake up in the morning. Now I'm older than you guys, right? But to stay in such you know great shape, I do. Uh, I do 30 minutes to an hour of fasting cardio every morning, like every morning, seven days a week, which means I wake up and I have an elliptical in my house Mm -hmm. and I get on the elliptical. So what I've been doing is I'll get on the elliptical and I'll play Apex while I'm on the elliptical. So I'm on the elliptical, I'm not holding the thing, I'm playing Apex. And then uh, at night I do cardio again, 30 to minutes to an hour. In the middle of the day I'll either do taekwondo, I'll run, or I'll lift weights. One of the, so I do three work, usually three workouts a day, a minimum of two workouts a day. But my point was that I play Apex for 30 minutes to an hour every day, Apex Legends. And even with movement on the elliptical, I'm really good at it. So just look Focus. up Kicking Lawyer on Apex and I'll play with you. Is that your gamer tag, Kicking Lawyer? It's Kicking Lawyer. That's what it is. Shocker. That's and that's original. Yeah, what about great. you? You play games, Ken? <laughs> well, oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. Oh, no, I like Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. It's in there. I like Mortal Kombat. Which which iteration do you like? I like them all, actually. Mm-hmm. All of them. Uh, I mean, I like the new take, what Mortal Kombat 11 is doing now, um, especially the kickback to the 90s representation. I think I've played that one. I think I have played that one. Oh, yeah, it's definitely. And then also got a lot more actors, too, the current actors uh-huh. um, that's in there kind of to help limelight. Like, um, what's her name? She's the voice of... Ronda Rousey? Yes. Yeah, she's he the voice knows. of Sonya Blade. Yeah. Oh, is she? I didn't yeah. know that. In the yeah. new game, she is, yeah. That makes huh. sense. Yeah, yeah. I, I, play, I grew up with Mortal Kombat. And then Jax. Mm-hmm. Or not, um, Michael J. White is the voice of Jax. Oh, that's cool. I didn't so know that either. He, so originally, here's a fun fact, uh, he was supposed to be Jax in the first Mortal Kombat movie he turned down the role for the full lead of Spawn hmm. the Spawn movie was okay yeah it was all right I mean Spawn I remember I have Spawn number one I, I mean I'm I think you know I'm a big comic book nerd yeah. um, and I had all the iterations there of the initial Spawn and Todd McFarlane and the image comics that came out I had all those original image comics in the 90s the problem was they had too many of them produced, so you know value is questionable. True. But the storyline on Spawn was unique, you yeah. know, because he's effectively Hell Spawn. Right. You know that's that's what he is, and but he's not a bad dude. And then the fact that you know there's other things he had to struggle with, like that his family he had to watch his family from afar initially, and they didn't know he was back. And I mean, I, you know. I have kids. Similar uh, to Deadpool. They both yeah. came out burnt, you know. Yeah, you know? yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, unrecognizable. Unrecognizable. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think that's all, that kind of same storyline kind of helps spawn a lot of other comic book lines, too, as far as storylines. Um, so to say, so to speak. Ish. So what do you, are you Marvel or DC folks? DC. DC. Even though I'm wearing a Marvel shirt. I was about to say, you're wearing a Marvel shirt. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> DC. I would say. Yeah, you know. Did you grow up in the comic books? I didn't have a large influence when I was younger. And a lot of Mm -hmm. things I did see, I found out later on they pertained to the Marvel or DC universe. Yeah. Like Ghost Rider and uh, Punisher. Mm -hmm. Various others I can't seem to think of immediately for some reason. 
Yeah, mostly in the 90s when it was started coming out. I watched mm-hmm. a lot of Batman yeah. animation like that because it was there, and I enjoyed that. Batman. Gargoyles. Well, I think you should be able to like all of them, right? Yeah. I, I do tend to like, I mean, obviously, if, again, if you look at, I'll show you my office at the end, but, you know, Superman. Yeah. Is, I mean, even the whole kick and lawyer thing was because I'm a Superman fan. The color scheme and everything is Superman. Yeah, Clark Kent. Yeah, I mean, like you see, the comic book looks like Superman. I get the same effect looking at it. Like, I'm going to be safe. I got this. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, uh, but, you know, I think, I don't know if you know this, but the reason I like Superman, and a lot of people think now, because I'm this bigger guy that uh, I'm confident and all that, that maybe it's because I like, I think I'm Superman. But actually, growing up, I was nerdy. I was a super geeky kid. Yeah. And so, as a kid, the reason I like Superman is because of Clark Kent. Because I identified with Clark Kent. He was this nerd, more, but he had yeah, this hidden power, you know? And so to me, it was more about I was Clark Kent, you know, oh, I could become Superman than it was I was Superman, if that makes any sense. So I always had that affinity for Superman because of that story, because of Clark Kent. Right. Uh, he was this bumbling, nerdy guy that had this hidden power. So uh, anyway, I, I think I, I wish more people, I grew up reading comic books. I grew up reading all kinds of stuff. You're talking about reading books. I read all kinds of books too, all mm-hmm. the time. But uh, I think that's a thing that kids are missing nowadays because they're on these phones all the time, is they don't get to delve into a book or, a, you know, just I think it that's I think it programs your brain differently when you're reading it than when you're looking at it on the screen. It True. Does. True. I like it better just reading it. That's good. Well, it's good to hear because y'all are very young people. I can tell. Oh, oh, oh yeah, you know. um, I try. <laughs> <laughs> It's good for young people to like to read, I guess. <laughs> so on the movies, then, let's. Uh, what's your favorite of uh, both of you? Favorite all-time superhero movie, then? Y'all big cosplayers. Which one do you... Go if ahead. it's on TV, you're just going to watch it. Oh, yeah, ladies first. Are you going to know? Yeah. You're doing great. I'm here for it. <laughs> Robin didn't come knowing she was going to be on a podcast. But see, you're asking the wrong person a favor of anything because I see so much of... A particular interest in each and every category. I don't have one. Superhero. Superhero. Oh, man. You don't have a favorite superhero? I don't. Hmm. Have you watched uh, the old Linda Carter Wonder Woman series? Not in a long time, but I've seen them. You have. What about you, Kenneth? You got a favorite? Oh, I was going to say, yeah, I watched the Linda Carter. Uh, What's it? Blade. Blade. It's a really good one. Blade. That's and good. Then, then the whole Matrix effect. You know, the, the Blade, uh, there's a theory that, uh, I don't know if it's a theory or a fact, that it saved the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It did. Because prior to Blade, a lot of the movie companies were like, oh, it's silly to do any of these comic book shows. Well, Marvel was about to go bankrupt in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Blade saved That's why saved they sold them. a lot of the film rights and stuff to Man, the different that's studios. That's one of those guys I couldn't yeah. think of earlier. What's that? Blade. Blade. I couldn't Blade. think of that one earlier. Oh, I thought it was awesome. Like, I mean, I wanted to dress in black and walk around like that. Uh, I, I did it cool. once. I did it. It was great. Actually, I did it for a whole high school year. Yeah. What's, up? What's up, Josh? Man? What's up? I'm just a sense of accomplishment. But yeah, Blade, I think uh, one of the kickers with it, not only being Wesley Snipes, but, you know, that opening club scene, you know, you can't get past that. Those are just like. You know, Wesley Snipes is a legit martial artist. Yes, he is. I, I don't know that he's. He would tell you he's on the level with. Uh, is it Michael J. White? That's right, Michael J. White, the one that you said was gonna. It was the voice of uh, Jax. Michael J. White is a phenomenal martial artist. Yes. Like he's high, high level, and I think Wesley Snipes is on up there. But um, uh, Michael J. White is, as far as African American martial artists, one of the top level guys. Um, but anyway, Blade did a great job as a martial artist. I think in that movie, mm-hmm. and I think that was also one of the movies that started. Uh, where the actors started training in martial arts to complement their acting, whereas prior to that, a lot of times martial arts was done by a stunt double or somebody that knew, and you didn't have the actual actor doing it. So, um, you know, it's rare to have somebody who was a martial artist and a uh, acclaimed actor. Because then the Matrix you talk about, you know, they trained all those guys in Kung Fu for years. Lawrence mm-hmm. Fishburne, well, not years, I think it was months. You, matter of fact, that's an interesting series because, you know, I'm a martial arts guy. Yeah, I'm yeah. Seventh degree in, in Taekwondo and I do jiu-jitsu and all this other stuff. And so I can tell, like, somebody's skill level by how they perform techniques. Yes. And so Keanu Reeves, it's funny to me because you watch the first Matrix and he's like color belt level technique. Right. And then as it advances, he kept training, and you can see his skill increase through the movies because he got much more proficient in martial arts. Yes, he did. Yeah. So, uh, and then uh, they also added more CG. 
So. Well, that's true. Mm -hmm. But you look at Keanu Reeves, though. You look at the John Wick movies. Oh, man, that stuff. You know, I was a cop, right? right? So I did. I was on SWAT, and so I did a lot of tactical training. And his mag releases and uh, weapon trans transfers and all this kind of uh, it was very accurate the way he did it. So and he trained at uh, I think it's Taran Tactical, Taran Tactical in California, which is where a lot of SWAT teams trained and learned how to do that stuff correctly. Mm. I just have a lot of respect for movies where the actors and actresses have taken the time to train and how to do the stuff right instead of just throwing somebody on the scene. Like, literally how you cut a corner to go into another room, there's a skill to that. And uh, they did that on the John Wick shows. Those, those movies are all good. Did, do y'all watch John Wick? Yes. Big fan. Yes. You know there's another Big one coming fan. out. Yes, yes, we are. What do you think, Josh? Oh, what, about John Wick? Yeah. I was like, yeah, that's one of my favorite series. I'll tell you, another one, anybody who likes John Wick uh, to watch that's very, very similar is a film called Nobody. Uh, I Nobody think it's got, uh, what's his name, Bob Odenkirk, I want to say is the actor's name. But uh, anyway, it's really, really good. It's very, very similar to the first John Wick movie. Is that is that an American movie? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Picture Billy it. Bob Thornton being really badass. Is it got Billy Bob Thornton? No. I think, but he looks like, he looks like <laughs> Billy Bob Thornton. I think, I think the actor's name is Bob Odenkirk. I want to say he's like a comedian or something. Uh, but anyway, it was like kind of weird for him to be in the role because he's like a comedian playing this action Huh. hero type role but it yeah it's very very similar to john wick and uh all i'll say is for people who have seen it that bus scene and y'all know what i'm talking about if you've seen it but bus scene is is pretty incredible <laughs> the bus scene there's a yeah. no, newer assassin movie just came out too with brad pitt uh, bullet oh train. bullet train yeah bullet train i don't know yeah. that i've seen that i watched prey this weekend prey the new predator movie yeah, yeah. i thought it was all right it was pretty good you know the the, the it's a heroine in it the lead is a female so it's supposed to be a Choctaw Indian uh, girl or Native American, whatever you're supposed to call Choctaws. But uh, she does a great job. She yeah. She's very believable, whoever that girl is. And I think she actually is Native American, the actress they had it's, player. It's one of the best, or I should say the best Predator sequel that they've made. Of all well, they of really play on her being a woman because they play off the fact that the Predator does ignores her initially because she's female. Right. And he's like, she's not a threat. And then she ends up being a threat. <laughs> I don't want to give it away, but I mean. Spoiler it's, alert. Yeah, it was, a, it, was a, it was a pretty good movie. Uh, the, I like all those Predator movies, like the Predator Alien stuff. Yeah. When I was a kid, I had a Aliens versus Predator comic book, and I remember it scared me uh, as a little kid. Cause it's That's actually another subject. painting I'm getting ready to work on is the Predator. Um, the fun fact about it, or about the Prey movie. It was a whole different take on a predator uh, as far as it being like a pharaoh. Uh -huh. And they were more on a... It was like Egyptian kind of slash meets Indian uh -huh. time zone for 1719, I think it was. Or night, was it? Yeah, yeah, it was 17. It was 1719, yeah. Um, and then just looking at the construct of that. But, uh, you know, you know, I liked it. It was okay. I'm going to say it was okay. You saw it? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. First one's always going to be the best. Well, I right. thought, you know, the... Um, the one that had was it Adrian Brody? That's Predators. That's I thought the, that one was that was okay. the Robert Rodriguez one. I'll be honest, yeah. most of them I've seen, I've liked. I just like the the Predator. I, I saw the original Predator at a drive-in movie in Millington. I was a kid, and I remember it was a double header. We saw that, and then some like Rodney Dangerfield movie, I think. Mm -hmm. My dad like brought us the there. <laughs> and I had never seen, like Arnold, when I, I grew up in the 80s, and in the 80s, like Arnold was, that's what a man is, you know, is this big, Bobby that's Brown. what you wanted to be, this manly, manly man. Still is. Hurt. Yeah. Less words. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No words, just lift the weight. Anyway, the uh, yeah, yeah. And so we watched that, and like, it was so many iconic scenes in it, like the him and... Uh, was it Carl Weathers that do the, the biceps, yeah. the bulging biceps, and just the whole thing. And then that movie, the, pre the original Predator movie, almost all of those actors became politicians. They ran for office and won in one capacity or another, which is interesting. She had wow. Jesse the Body Ventura that was governor of some state up north. I ain't got time to bleed. Arnold was the governor of California. Uh, I think even the guy that played the Native American fellow ran for some office. There were several of them that ran for office, um, which is interesting. There's a, there's a lot of interesting facts on that movie. But in any event, it made a huge impression on me seeing the original Predator. Yeah. For, and, for any guys that are struggling with low testosterone, just watch that movie. Testosterone will increase. Or take Clomid, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Get to the job. <laughs> anyway, we're going to fanboy out on, on uh, 
Arnold. So, uh, so we're next year. We're talking about going to the San Diego Comic Con uh, again and going with a group. Okay. And it would be great if we all were able to go together. Uh, yeah. Anybody in your group that's interested, I mean, I'm telling you, it's like a cosplayer's dream over there. Oh, I that, see it on TV. And right. Like, yeah. I'm trying to be a vendor. I'm like, man, I got to figure out shipping. I don't know shipping. what the cost. Have you looked at what the cost is to be a vendor there? I bet it's crazy. Yeah, I bet it's, it's like, thousands. Well, the tickets, so we looked, because we were curious how it worked. So just to be clear, when we went, we uh, it was about a month prior to the con that my son, uh, my son that's in the Navy there that we went to visit, mentioned that hey you could come and it's the weekend of the con so we thought we could just show up and get in like any let me con. let me uh specify you thought that i'm i'm a little yeah, more I, versed in comic conventions thought, than he is that's correct. <laughs> i thought that well come to find out no 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 you got to buy these tickets in advance yes so we went anyway but they had tons of stuff going on around the facility so we we had plenty to do besides we didn't actually get into the Comic Con right? right. So all the video we took and everything was just at events they had for free outside the facility and around there. Uh, and I mean you still get to see the people going and coming, the cosplay and all that. It was, it was very interesting. Mm. Um, but next year we want to get in. So Josh is going to watch for when the tickets drop to make sure we get tickets. And we're trying to get a group of people interested in going together to go ahead pre buy the tickets and then maybe as a group. Tara does travel. You yeah. Know, Theo yeah. and Rose travel. And get her to do something where maybe we get a deal because there's a big group of us to go together so that we can uh, enjoy the San Diego Comic Con. That'd be cool. I think it'd be a lot of fun. It'd be dream. Right. Yeah, no. It would be for cosplaying. Oh, man. That's where all the YouTube videos, I mean, that's the number one one is to film right there. True. All the announcements of everything. It's great. And San Diego's beautiful. You ever been to San Diego? I've seen nope. pictures. Never seen Beautiful. Much nicer as, than L.A. Much As far as I've been is Vegas. Okay. As far as I've gone so it's far. It's my favorite place. Yeah, on we, Earth. I go to Vegas once a year at least. I'm probably going in October this year. Yes. I love Las Vegas. Las Vegas is probably my favorite place that I go to just because there's something to do constantly. There so, is, always. Yeah. So you talk about traveling. What's your favorite place to visit that you've been so far? Consistently? Or just if you had one place you could go back to, what would it be? Las Vegas. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> you grow like a heart then. <laughs> what about you, Kenneth? Uh, you get around too on the cons. Oh, you already knew it. Yeah. I, I like, actually, I. You know what? No disrespect to anybody that travels to New Orleans, but I actually enjoy Lafayette. Mm-hmm. Lafayette, it's pretty cool. Versus, um, what's it? I don't forgot the name of the street now. Oh no! Is that the Bourbon Street? Or yeah, the Bourbon that? Street. Oh, the overhyped Bourbon Street. Yeah, Bourbon Street is like an extended Bill Street to me. Yeah, you know, Bill Street is. Uh, I always hesitate to bring people that travel here to Beale Street. Right. Not knocking it, because, look, if you're watching, I'm born and raised here. I've been to Beale Street many times. But it's just kind of dirty like and kind of five miles of Beale so Street. We've been here and we've seen things. Yeah, and then you're right. Bourbon Street is like a long, aimed, nastier Beale Street. <laughs> uh, now there, Street, there, is, New Orleans there is good no, no. food. There is good food in New Orleans. Yes. Like there's a lot of cool stuff in New Orleans. I just don't particular. I'm just not a. I guess you guys are younger than me. I'm 43, right? Right. And at 43, oh, I'm that number just backwards. Uh, so you're 23. Nope, 34. No, 30. Oh, you older than I thought you were. <laughs> How old are you? 33. Oh, you're older than I thought you were. Man, y'all are y'all working on my my generation there. We're trying to I was young. thinking y'all was like 23. <laughs> Oh, well, well you, oh, you both look very good then. Well, thank you. Thank you. You look good, too. Well, thank you. Thank you. Ta- Tara <laughs> says she can get San Diego Comic-Con tickets, by the way. She's Already? Tara, you need to work up us a package deal so we can get a hotel and airfare discounted for a whole bunch of folks. I can get a bunch of people to go. Yeah, we can. I can probably, I probably know like 20 right no, now. No, no, I was going to say, I bet for real we could get 10 to 15 people for sure that would go. If we could get the price in advance and they know what it is and lock it down. If you're a viewer and watch and you want to go, come on to the Comic-Con with us. Also, if you're a viewer, I'm going to do squats after this, and I need people to come squat with me. So if you want to come squat. I'm always frustrated because I don't have a lifting partner, and I'm trying to max and stuff, and there's nobody there to spot me. Hopefully there will be 10,000 people in there again. Like Tara said she's got us. She's got us on it. Cool. So what would you – let's go ahead and let's, let's, let's do hypothetical, okay, right. on if we have the dream and we go to the San Diego Comic-Con. What would you cosplay there? It's good to think now to anticipate because you got a year to plan, less than a year. Oh man! If I could, it would be Carnage, with tentacles. Nice. 
I don't even know. You got it's me. hand and everything. I think well, teeth, if she's carnage, you could do venom. Right? Which I'm almost halfway there, but. Mm. We can do cloak and dagger. You dye your hair. Right, right. We can do this. We can make that happen. But there's a lot of movies coming up between now and then, too, so. Yeah, but to me, it's not so much about the movies. Like, if I had a dream cosplay, I'd play Superman. Right, right. Now, I'd have to get a little lean, like, well, I could a lot leaner. I'd probably have to lose like 15 pounds. But I think I could pull it off. I specifically like Alex Ross's Kingdom Come Superman. Okay. I don't know if you're familiar in the comic books, but he's old. He's in his 40s, 50s. Old. He's gray-headed. Well, he, he's like, he's got the the gray hair that I have. Okay, sure, distinguished. And he's, uh, I mean, he, he's got a, a bigger S on his chest, and it's like black background instead of yellow. And ideally, if I could cosplay one, that would be who I would try to cosplay. I think I would do like, maybe finish up the Batman Beyond. Or, uh, or a Batman or Spawn. <laughs> the Spawn is original. Spawn. Like, I, Spawn, I haven't seen anybody Spawn. really do Spawn well. I think Spawn, Carnage, Venom, all of those that are, you know, they're humanoid, but there's extra elements. I think those would be hard to do. So like, There's more care, yeah. more detail. Yeah. The, some of the best ones I've seen were when they do, like, the guys that really go overboard and have the big Hulk or Iron Man or, like, Hulk, uh, the Hulkbuster, Hulkbuster, yeah, that kind of stuff where it's big, and I saw a guy do Thanos like that too. That's a commitment, you know, that they do that big stuff. And and it's like, hot too in that stuff. That yeah, we have one in town that does that. Did uh, they did that once? Someone did a really good Metroid, built the whole armor and suit for it. Yeah, I mean that. I I respect the dedication to that to go in and and do all of that with cosplay. Now this the Covington Comic Con. I'm expecting we expect, you know. I don't know, man. We're expecting at least double the double the attendance from the last one. One thing we're doing a little different, and the tickets are going to go out. I think Tara said she's got them in now. She sent us a picture of them. We're, uh, the tickets are going out for approval from the board this week, and then next week they should be distributed. Every kid in Tipton County is going to get a free ticket to come to the Comic-Con. Oh, wow. So there's no excuse for kids not to get to come and see us, right? True. But we didn't do that last year, and we had the turnout that we had. So if we're doing that with all the kids this year... Uh, that's you know, that's gonna be a whole new record. I think it's gonna be a whole new level. Hopefully, of people coming, just because man, the whole the Comic Con thing to me is initially I didn't do the cosplay right, but mm. I like comic books, right? And I enjoy the nerd culture and all that stuff. And so when me, Josh, and Tara got to talking about it, the idea kind of spawned from that thing you were at the mm -hmm. initial. Uh, I forget what she called it when Tara had the the superhero day. Yeah, the superhero yeah. day. Yeah. And all those kids came out. It was like cold yeah. and that was, COVID. That was like the kicker. Uh, yeah. I, because me and Tara met, and I was just That's right, because you met with us and talked about it, yeah. And, uh, and basically, I was like, I just happened to be at the right place at the right time. And I was like, hey. And then she was like, hey. And then I was like, what's up? And she was like, what's up? And then this drug got from there. Well, she had said something to us about it, because Josh goes to them all the time. He's had booths at them and had promoted his movies and stuff at the Comic-Con. Yeah. I would go to them sometimes to support him, but then also because I'm a big comic book nerd, right? And I would go wanting to look at comic books. And then um, I've also promoted a bunch of events. Mm -hmm. So, like, I used to do tournament, taekwondo tournaments. I've done, like, 47 MMA fights. I hosted the High Octane Fighting Championship MMA events, right? Yes. Pr promoted them, fought in them, all this kind of stuff. And, I mean, events are events. And then we do still testings and uh, all kinds of just big event spectator events. And I was so some of them that we went to, we got to talking, and we're like, man, we could do this better. You know, we can make it a lot more fun for people, ha have a lot more stuff for them to do. Anyway, so that's kind of how it all spawned out. Um, so we all sort of came from a different angle of what the focus was. But one thing I think we're all unified in is these comic conventions are fun for the children. Oh yeah, it's tons. Of, it's fun for adults too. But man, these kids get to let their freak flag fly. You know, they get to show up be and good. be Use Halloween in in August. Yeah, right. exactly. So I'm hoping that parents will let their kids come. I think they're very family friendly. It's a yes. lot of fun stuff to do, cool vendors to see, stuff you can buy. And then, and there's always more promotions for uh, more events too. Mm -hmm. For that uh, for that to be said. Yeah. Also, uh, getting ready to do another show. So where I did I like to do um, challenges, competitions mm -hmm. for makeup artists. They all come in, and if you guys are familiar with Face Off or Skin Wars, I have a new created thing. Yeah, yeah. Fantasy Wars. Cool. That's where everybody locally that works on different projects come in together, compete in cosplay, whatever, whatnot. And this one, this year, 
We'll be focused on Wakanda forever. Cool. So who do you think the new Black Panther is? Speculation? You, did you see the, the yes. new commercial? Yes. I, um, I think I know who it is, but I'm curious what you think. I think it's the queen. I think it's the queen for now, but uh -huh. given to the comic books, it does become the sister. Yeah, that's who I think it is. But I want to we say that see. the queen is holding it down until the sister comes in. Well, of course, they're probably going to save it to the end. Right. That way well, you know, they're, the story. they're playing up that the one sister is going to be Ironheart. Oh, yeah. Right? Yes. She's going to end up being the basically the Iron Man replacement. Uh, so, mm -hmm. I don't know. We'll see. It's curious there's, to see. Well, there's rumors that Doctor Doom is going to be in it. Yeah. So. That and... Well, I think he's the fan, he's lead in with the Fantastic Four. Yeah, they're introduced. The they're supposedly introducing him in the new Black Panther. For the though. Kang Yeah, to set, Kang him, up, to set him up for the whole Secret Wars and Fantastic Four and all mm -hmm. that stuff. Are y'all familiar with Secret Wars? Mm -hmm. Just a little bit, yeah. Okay, so, I, again, I grew up in the 80s. Ah. And I lived in the Secret War era there. And uh, Secret Wars was awesome because it was one of the first times you got to see this all the superheroes together. And uh, anyway, that storyline is awesome. And I think that if they do it right, and I figure they probably will at this point, that'll be pretty impressive. I hope the one scene I'm going to go ahead and foreshadow, I hope they recreate, is in Secret Wars. I think it's number seven. And you can maybe look it up, pull it up, Josh. The cover is the Hulk holding a mountain up with all the other Marvel superheroes under it. And it says under like 6.7 million tons lies the Hulk and he's angry or something like that. And Spider-Man is talking smack to him. It might have been four or six. Uh, seven is the one where the black costume came up. There it is. That's the one with the gray. That's uh, that's the one I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. That's supposed to be doing that oh. too. With yeah, blue. yeah. See, beneath 150 billion tons stands the Hulk and he's not happy. And what happened is the the bad guys throw like a mountain on top of them, and Hulk is holding it up, and Spider Man's talking smack to him to make him pissed so he'll be stronger. And right. it up. But anyway, as a kid, I, I remember that was a huge big scene because Hulk was that strong. He's holding this mountain up. I, anyway, I hope they recreate that in Secret Wars. They can't. They've nerfed the Hulk now. They made him uh, a wuss. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they just made him the smart Hulk. He's sensitive. I, yeah. I like I like 2008 Edward Norton Rage Monster Hulk. That's the one yeah. I like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, since we were asking about it, and since you're a Punisher lady, um, I assume you're you're a Punisher fan and know about Punisher and all that. Yeah. Which is your favorite Punisher? Because there's been a few mo movies iterations of Punisher. Nope. Do you know? No, you don't know what I'm talking about. I've seen one reiteration. One within. Well, the there was Punisher, the the, the Thomas uh, James Punisher, and I've seen on Netflix the Punisher. Yeah. As far as I've oh yeah, and then that well that was more out. recent. I'm talking about the Let's movies. See. So you had the Thomas, Thomas James. Jane one is really good. Yeah, and then yeah. you had uh, the one after that, the Warzone one that uh, oh, I, he was like I forget Arthur. that guy's name. Yeah, I know who you're talking about, but I forget the actor. Uh, I would know if y'all hadn't if he hadn't mentioned it. That guy. Yeah. What's his name? Uh, yeah. Oh, Punisher Warzone. Ray Stevenson. Yeah, that That's guy. It. Ray Stevenson. And then uh, the most recent one, which I thought was really good. John Berthall. Uh, wait, don't yeah. forget Dolph Lundgren. First. Oh, yeah, that's in the 90s. That's You're right, Dolph Lundgren did play Punisher. And he actually he did a pretty good job at it, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, it was different. I liked the whole skull beard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you've only seen the one, so you probably think, yeah. Well, he's he was good. He did a good job. That's the one I'm most familiar with. Mm -hmm. It is that in the TV series that they came out with, which I was a little disappointed with. I enjoyed they picked this character. And then he always seemed like he needed help. He was constantly in need of someone else's help. Was the, the Netflix one? Yes. I feel like it was a lot of... That made no me offense. seem a little... Sort man syndrome. Weak. Yeah, I don't know, because I thought he was super violent, and that's a whole element of him in the comic it's books. Like he would jump too far. Yeah. But yeah. he would... He didn't need quite as much help. He was violent. Uh -huh. Like an anti-hero. I was looking at it like... Because you didn't see a whole lot of the skull in this in the Netflix version until, like, the last... Later, later season, and so just looking at that, and now they're getting ready to pick it back up, which is another fun fact. Yay! We're yeah, I saw that. I saw school. that. Well, you know, you said anti-hero. You're right, hero. You're right, because Ghost Rider, Punisher, uh, maybe to some degree Daredevil, uh, there were some of them were anti-heroes. They weren't the traditional. They would kill people, or they would do. It was darker. You know what I mean? Yeah, I really yeah, think yeah. that's why they went and put them on Netflix too, just because of that. And then now I'm tying it into the MCU on a reverse end. I just finished the new season of Superman and Lois on. Uh, I didn't watch it till it came out on HBO Go. Yeah. Um, but I liked it. Uh, do y'all watch any of those shows? All those shows? Probably. I, I'm a super I have nerd. No HBO. <laughs> you borrow my password. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> watch what's it? it? Um, I didn't know that. Uh, what's her name? The Pink Ranger. She directed that. Oh, really? Yeah. The Superman and Lois? Yes. Superman I tried to get her for the Covington Comic Con, and she didn't respond to my message. Oh, she oh, was yeah. just in. So she upset. was just at a con, too. She was at one in. Uh, was it Tupelo? No, not Tupelo. Jackson. She was uh-huh. in Jackson. Man, those folks are proud of themselves. Yes. <laughs> so, look, we we uh, reached out to several people to try to get some. I almost had us the voice of Super Mario. <laughs> almost for $10,000. $6,000. Yeah. Plus, travel and hotel. Yeah. It was going to be more than that. That's that's on the cheap end. Jeremy yeah. doesn't understand like no, no. comic cons or guests or like how. No, no, how I, do I, do under, I do understand. But here's what they don't understand: like, no offense, but you're the voice of Mario. Okay, come on, man. You know if you're gonna charge me six grand, the Pink Ranger, I could see paying more for. You know something like that. You would like the voice of Mario, Josh, because you're in all I the would games dis- and all that. I would disagree with that because the fact Mario's like in a lot of countries he's the second most recognizable character next to Mickey Mouse and whereas yeah, the but pink, not in pink, County. <laughs> but pink Ranger pink Ranger is is not no I'm not saying I'm not I saying it's, it's all relative. that it's justified in the price I'm just saying that hey if he can get it more power to him for for Comic-Con guests like you don't understand that that is the amount that they charge like low level um, actors and actresses charging insane amounts of money. You know, that's yeah. just, that's well, just I, the average. I, I get it. And, you, you know, know, we're a sort of a new con. You know, this is literally the second year, and it's not like we have that much money to pay for folks to come. We're trying to get sponsors and everything to cover expenses. Uh, but it was just more, it was it was higher than I thought for some of these folks to come in. Some of these people that quoted us, I was just surprised at how much money they wanted. Yeah. So oh, well, you got to look at, too, it's like they're coming across the country as well well again i'm fine with the paying for but it's a weekend you yeah, know like true, true. like honestly i've gone places as a martial arts guy uh as a guest on stuff where they just covered like the hotel like that's it and i just went as a sort of a courtesy um but anyway it's all good i shouldn't be cheap i guess right no. but we do have some josh you want to run through the guest lineup real quick yeah do you have it uh, handy yeah hold on one second but we have quite a few uh, people returning, and then we've got quite a few new guests. And um, Kenneth will be there, I assume. All right, Robin's so going to be there. Got, uh, Jeffrey Nodelman, who's an animator. Uh, done... Can the can the audience see this, or is it just us looking at it? No, but I'll okay. just run through it real quick. Okay. So he's an animator. Did uh, Doug and Sabrina the Teenage Witch animated stuff. Also CEO of the GTMA organization. That is correct. Also DeSoto County Ghostbusters. They're bringing their. It's they got mad at me because I called it the Ecto One. They call it the Ecto Seventeen, but oh, basically okay. it looks like the Ecto One from the movie. Uh, heavyweight champion Bam Bam Bundy will be there. We've Bam got uh, Ernest Russell, who is a writer with Pro Se Productions. we got Josh Plock, who is also an author. Uh, Rick Prince, who is a makeup artist and filmmaker. He's been on Sci-Fi Channel's Face Off. We've got Historical Haunts Memphis Returning, who uh, have worked with the actual Taps guys from the Ghost Hunters TV show. We've got William Russell, who is a comic artist, Trouble the Clown, and TikTok star Peter Prankster, who actually has a really big following on TikTok. That's our guest lineup. And we have Kenneth Dunn. And we got budget Batman, and we got there's a whole bunch, whole bunch of other stuff going on. We got director there. Josh Mason will be there, and yeah, yeah Theo and Rose. She may have ice cream or may not. <laughs> and then we've got forty vendors. Is that right? Is uh, that what about, Tara said? Uh, yeah, I think it's like forty some odd tables total. So however many vendors, that, some of the vendors had bought you know multiple mm-hmm. tables, but yeah, it's a lot of vendors, more vendors than we had a lot last of year. Things to look at. Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. I mean, it's definitely worth the price. It, Josh can tell you, and well, Kenneth, you can too. You've been to a bunch. What's the average admission to a Comic Con? Thirty-five. Yeah, I was okay. gonna say 30, 35. And ours average. is yeah. ten dollars. Yeah, yeah, ten dollars or fifteen dollars for both days. So I mean, that's very affordable. Super affordable for a Comic Con. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we're trying to keep it like that because we want people to enjoy it and get to come. But they have to do that. They have to actually come out and enjoy it. All right. Well, tell everybody where they can find you if they were trying to look you up on the social medias. Where would they locate you at? <laughs> uh, Heroes of Lotus Night. Okay. That's Heroes of Lotus Night. You can put it in one word or any way you like. Uh, it'll Jeez. bring you up to the like page Jeez. and show you everything that we're Jeez. doing and future projects, too. Sweet. And they can message you there and everything. Yes. Yeah. And Kenneth is very responsive and very available. I see him around stuff all the time. Right. If you don't see me, I'll see you. How you see me is the question. Yeah, in what outfit he's in. This is one of the rare times I've actually seen you not in a costume. <laughs> right, right. I asked Josh if I was supposed to be in a budget Batman outfit. 
What about you, Robin? You could have anyway. Yeah, well, I guess I got it ready. It's always on standby. I'm amused. I would have known it anyway. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> it's punky cosplay with an underscore P U N K I E K O Z P L A Y underscore. Punky cosplay. Punky cosplay. I like it. Sweet. Well, and then you will both be at the Covington Comic Con too. Yes. So what's the? Uh, tell me this real quick before we, if y'all got any last minute things we can talk about, because usually when we're working on an hour, I start trying to tire up a little bit. If uh, if somebody wants a picture with a cosplayer, yeah, what do you think is the proper way? Do you expect money for it, or is it just hey, ask permission, or what's kind of the etiquette? Well, it depends on what the cosplayer is there for. So if the individual cosplayer is there to sell prints and take pictures or whatever, or not. I would say starting off, you gotta look at your surrounding. Mm -hmm. um, if you're there and the cosplayer is wearing something that's like not really spazzed, mm -hmm. then you know they shouldn't hurt to take it for free or whatever or not. But if there's a lot of investment in it, and then they're also there to, to sell prints, and you want to buy a picture, mm -hmm. you know you could probably work something out or buy a print and take a picture it's like a two-for-one deal yeah it's like you know you're not going to charge over over the top but why not yeah depend on where you're at or you accept tips. like san diego <laughs> so so i went when i was in metropolis there was the guy that played um the mute kryptonian in the original superman movie there the older guy i forget his name oh I shouldn't forget his name because I got his autograph right. I was excited to see him, but I don't remember his actual real name, right? Oh, I know you're talking about. Okay, it, got, it took me a minute. Yeah, yeah, so I go up to him. He's sitting down. He's an older fella. And I did buy one of his prints. I bought one of the prints and got him to autograph it to the kicking lawyer, right? Yeah. And uh, But then I go, can I get a picture with you real quick? And I didn't think about that maybe he charges for the pictures. And my wife already had her cam the camera out. So I like lean into the guy and he's like, well, and I could see him look at his other guy. And I remember it striking me as odd. I was like, what is he? And I was already looking and I'm like, you don't even have to get up. Just look. So he looks and we take the picture. And then it struck me that they were charging for the pictures. And yeah. I, I didn't realize that. And I was kind of infringing. I mean, I didn't make him get up or whatever, but that's just a picture there with him. And uh, I, I need to give uh, Jerry a class on con etiquette. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. I don't, I don't, I've been going to him for well, like ten years. The thing so, is, like, know, I don't, I don't like people writing on my stuff. Like, I'm not an autograph guy. Like, I don't like people writing on my stuff. I don't really care to get pictures with a bunch of folks because they all use the bathroom the same way I do, famous or not. It's we're all the same, right? True. So, like, I don't normally. There's a very few people, a finite number of people that I'm like, oh, I want to get a picture with them. You know, like I really enjoyed meeting Jerry Lawler. I've looked up to him, grown up around here. Jerry the King Lawler was a big deal to me. So uh, this guy was in the Superman universe, kind of a big deal. My point was I just don't really have the experience. That's why I ask, mm -hmm. what's the etiquette? I guess you could just ask him. It didn't hurt anybody's feelings. Well, you know, you also got, they got favorites too. Mm -hmm. You know, or not like that. But I'm just saying it's more or less, if it's an actor mm -hmm. and they see you and they like what you have on, they'd be like, hey, come take a picture with me. And then you can get a free picture. That happens. Mm -hmm. Or well, they like your artwork. I was going to say, there's certain places I've been where they go, would you like a dance, a free dance? Exactly. You know? oh. And you do the dance, and next thing you know, they want $20. You know, or or uh, here's <laughs> one, here's one, here's one. QI, you know, FYI, if, if you're like, positioned by the bathroom you have a table by the bathroom i'll say get that get that one get that table why because the famous person has to come by and they're like, that's a good point yeah a lot, a lot of the actors and actresses at the cons too will treat you differently depending on if you're spending money at their booth or not the mm -hmm. lead actor for the old flash gordon tv show he had a one couple was at his booth and they were talking to him and they were buying a whole bunch of his stuff and he was just chatting it up with them just being the nicest guy ever and then I saw there wasn't anybody over there so I was like I'll go say hey meet him real quick but I wasn't going to buy anything because I'm not a big Flash Gordon fan and sure enough I went over there to say hey to him you could tell he just had no time for me like I was like I'm the only person there there's nobody in line but the minute he found out I wasn't buying anything it was like ah you know no need to no need to continue chatting with me so anyway, I just find that interesting that some of them are, are like that. Not all of them. I've met really nice ones over the years. but I heard that guy was kind of a turd anyway. Yeah. He didn't have to be so yeah. evident with it. Yeah. yeah. I haven't met him, uh, but uh, I heard he wasn't as yeah. nice. If I gave him $5, he would have been super nice. I was, shocked at how, <laughs> I was shocked at how nice Jerry Lawler was. And Jerry Lawler, you know, because we thought he was going to be here like 30 minutes, and we talked for like an hour and a half, and he was super cool with his time. He was real nice. I just like people that are real like that, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. they'll get the big head because they think they – they all that. We all the same. Yes. So, all right. Well, anything else for the good of the order before we go? 
Comic-Con. Come to the Comic-Con. Come to the Comic-Con. Yeah. And again, we really appreciate you sponsoring us, too. Oh, no. It means a lot. So whatever you need. You need, you know, get out of jail. to the same. Hey, you know what? I might talk to you about that. I hear about steak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got good steaks now. We got good steaks. We take care of you. So thanks, Kenneth and Robin, for being on the show. I appreciate it. You guys don't forget to like, follow, subscribe all across podcast platforms and social media. We're also on TikTok. And as we've been talking the whole show, the Coveting Comic Con is coming up August 20th and 21st. These are the tickets. The tickets are available at Theo and Rose and Huff and Mason Attorneys. They're only $10 for one day, $15 for two. Hopefully you guys will join us. I do want to thank Michelle Allen, longtime sponsor. If you're buying, selling, renting real estate, she's your go-to cry-like realtor in the area. She'll be glad to help you out. If you'd like to become a kicking lawyer yourself, you can go to Mason's High Octane Martial Arts. It's located here in Covington. We're signing up folks and creating black belts all the time. And the Cellar Restaurant Prohibition Bar. It's located in Covington, Tennessee. It's just off the square. Tonight is trivia night. Friday night's live music. It's great food every day. It opens at 4 p.m. And, of course, if you need help with your online digital presence, Mason Knight Digital Marketing will help you, and he's running a Comic-Con special soon that you can hit him up for. All right, what we got next week, Josh? Uh, next week, I believe we've got Mr. Yep, David Haley, who is a realtor, uh, I believe from like the Memphis South Haven area, and he is also a member so of the Soto County Ghostbusters. Sweet. Yeah. So he's he's gonna fight it out with Michelle Allen. Uh, yeah, I guess we're all wearing a Ghostbuster outfit. Yeah. Okay, that'll be cool. Well, <laughs> anyway, hopefully we'll see you guys next week. Hope you have a good week. Uh, until then, keep kicking. Thanks for watching, guys. Just remember that this is not legal advice or investment advice or business advice. This is for fun and entertainment purposes only.